This is Big E from the Karaoke Big E Podcast, and you're listening to the So Wizard Podcast. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you said people are going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 223 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts this week, the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Oh, yeah, I am here, everybody. What is going on? And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment this week. So stepping in to help us out. Straight from the Pint O Comics podcast, it's John. Uh, what, what does she say? Hello, citizens of the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going, What's going on, on, John? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's only fair, John, because we've been on your show like a couple of times. So it's only yeah, like, fair to have you on our show. Well, I, like I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys coming on and doing the show with us, too. So it's awesome. I'm a big fan of your show, too, by the way. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can remedy that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be done with you by the end of this episode. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So why don't you tell the listener out there a little bit about your show and where they can find it and all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Pina Comics is me and my uh, partner, John. And basically, we do something similar to what you guys and 18 trillion other <laughs> podcasts do uh, talk about pop culture culture and all that stuff. But we try to put our own spin on it and uh, we talk about different things too. Last week's episode, we, uh, we talked to a local guy who is putting on a brew fest. Uh, the whole episode was about beer, microbreweries. Uh, we're down in Connecticut. So there's been a huge boom down here. There's 60 plus microbreweries uh, growing around here. And, uh, we talked about that, but you know, the episode we recorded last week, we talked about the new Nicolas Cage movie, Mandy, and talked about Daredevil season three. So it's a lot of the same stuff you'll hear other places, but you get to hear our opinion on it. We, we try to put our own spin on everything. And if you want to find it, you can find it on Apple podcasts. Uh, we're now on Spotify. We just started, I think two weeks ago and uh, anywhere that you can catch your pods. Cool, cool. John, how did you come up with the name Pint-O Comics? <laughs> we uh, failed at coming up with any other name. And uh, John, years ago, who is also a writer, had was writing a comic, and the kind of studio name he was using was Pint-O Comics. And he had had business cards made up, and I knew him back then. And we just could not come up with a name. And we were going to talk about comics a lot. It's not only comics, obviously, but I just kept coming back to that name. And I just, after weeks of trying to think of a name, which is a terrible process, I finally just said, dude, we're using Pine and Comics. He didn't want to use it. And he was like, we can think of something better. And we did not. So we went with that. And I think it's a good name. I think it sticks. But I will say this. When people ask the name of our show, I have to repeat it at least twice because the O People aren't used to the, you know, top of the morning to you and right. stuff like that. 
so when I say pint o comics, they're like, pint, what? Pint, huh? Huh? <laughs> and so it, it's a good name. It's a little challenging, but I think it works. Yeah, yeah, I think it works. So it instantly makes me think of having a beer and reading comic books. So yeah, I don't, thank I, you. And that's what we often drink beer when we record, <laughs> and uh, we talk about comics quite a bit. Right on, right on. If anyone's looking for it, it's it's spelled out like Pinto. <laughs> yes. Pinto Comics. <laughs> yeah, John gets mad at me. I used to tell people that. Well, if you want to find our website, because we have a website too, we have some guys that write articles just like you guys, do some reviews here and there. But uh, I get frustrated. I just tell them, Pinto Comics. And he's like, don't say that. Don't say Pinto. <laughs> you know, it's like Pinto Beans. And I'm like, it, it, it just works. It's Pinto Comics. Right. Awesome. How the heck did we meet you? Where did that happen? Was that uh, just like randomly through Twitter or something like that? Probably through Twitter. I followed you guys and I started listening to your show <clears throat> around right before 200. So I think I, I met Marcellus at BingCon like two years ago. He had a he had a table there. And I remember us talking about your show, and um, we had had a different show at that point called From the Hip, and um, we just kind of BSed. And then, I don't know, I just, through Twitter, you guys are kind of omnipresent, you got a large following, and you're local. So I, I just started checking you out, and I've joked with you before that you guys are like my lawn mowing. I'd, I'd mow my lawn and listen to So Wizard. And um, it just became a thing, and... Uh, I got really into it, and then I think we met at Terrificon for the first time, maybe, yeah. In person, yeah. In person, yeah. We were doing the live stream for uh, the folks at the uh, Charlton Comics movie. They had us kind of interviewing people, and you guys both sat down, both nice enough to sit down with us. And uh, yeah, so I think that was the first time, and then we saw you again at BingCon this year. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you guys at BingCon last year. I did like a really quick like drive-by because I had like a lot of stuff going on that day. Um, but I did want to stop by BingCon last year and I saw you guys had the table set up and the microphones and I'm like, damn, yeah. that's that's a nice setup. I wish I thought of that. Yeah, we've done that a few times. We have did it at a, uh, there's a local brewery that has an outdoor patio. We've done that two years in a row. And then BingCon and uh, we sponsored and recorded live at an event down here in Connecticut called uh, CT Horror Fest. It's a big, obviously, a uh, convention for horror movies, and they had celebrities there. And we're, that's not our that's not our wheelhouse. Yeah, but we're very friendly with a lot of people involved with it, so they asked us to be a part of it. Oh, cool! It's very cool. Thank you. Sweet. So uh, it's good, great to have you on, and fantastic. We're going to repay you for the fifty thousand times we've been <laughs> on your show. Um, Mark Ellis, how are you this week? I am good. I'm good. It was a really busy week with the uh, <laughs> yeah. the Patreon episode and then the big Rhode Island episode from last week. That was a lot of editing uh, and then prepping for this week's episode. So yeah, it's been a busy week. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I get to relax a little bit. Nice. I've literally just been working and sleeping all week, so I have nothing interesting to talk about other than the like three hours that I, I found some time to go see overlord before work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I literally like got up early, went to, went to the movies and then went to work. So, <sighs> all right. Well, now that we've uh, talked about us, let's talk about <laughs> us. Uh, Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners out there where they can find more. So wizard podcasts. All right. So everybody can go to so where you will find new episodes every week. 
You'll find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and you'll be helping out our tiny little show here. Uh, you can also find our social media links there on the website. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can also stream us through Spotify. Uh, you can also support our show through our Patreon account, patreon.com backslash Podcast, and uh, get some bonus episodes of the show. Uh, shout out to all of our podcasting buddies all over the place. And uh, this week's K-pop jam is K slash DA. It's a League of Legends promotion. I don't know what that is, but I like the song. Uh, back to you, Joey. Thanos, give me all your special rocks. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Mark Ellis. I've got to send a shout out to our newest Patreon, uh, direct straight from the Rock Candy podcast. It's our friend Maggie, who has become our newest Patreon on patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast, where she can now receive at least one exclusive episode of the podcast every month as a member of the TKO crew tier. So you can join us and her on patreon.com backslash. So is your podcast. Check it out. If you have any questions, slide into our DMS on social media and we'll gladly explain to you how to give us money. <laughs> give me the loot. Do give it. me the loot. <laughs> but we do appreciate everyone that is a Patreon, including John, who's right here on the show. Look at, Look at what $3 a month buys you. <laughs> it's awesome. It truly is. Sweet. So I guess it's time for nerd news, I guess, Mark. Uh, what do you got for us this week? Right. Has it been a crazy week this week? It has not been that crazy, but we'll go over some stuff. Okay. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> All right, so this week in nerdy news, we got uh, a few announcements uh, from the Disney streaming app that we've been talking about before. Uh, we have a name for it. It's called Disney Plus. Ooh. And uh, they did confirm that the Tom Hiddleston Loki TV show is definitely happening. But one of the cool things that they announced was that they are doing a TV show based on uh, Diego Luna's character uh, Cassian from Rogue One. This would be a prequel, um, obviously, spoiler alert, if you didn't see Rogue One, uh, that's going to talk about his adventures before that movie. I think this is amazing. I like this character. He's kind of a kind of a badass, not necessarily a straight and narrow good guy. It took me a while to get used to him in a movie, but I did like his character. So uh, every announcement that they make with this Disney app, I'm ready for it. My money is ready. My body is ready. So uh, I, I'm psyched about this. Uh, what do you think about... a Cassian Andor TV show. Let's start with, I guess, John. Uh, okay. I don't think I'll ever get Disney Plus. 
I think the name Disney Plus sucks. <laughs> I think they gave up. It just it's Disney with a plus like sign too. But the show itself, I want him to shoot someone in the back in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> every episode, I want him to kill the murder someone, uh, one of his contacts or a snitch. Um, no, I, I again, I probably will never watch it through that. But would I watch a live action? Ca- I like the character. I like that movie. So yeah, and I, I don't know. I just I hope he kills someone in a horrible way every episode. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, dude? Um, yeah, I, I'm neither here nor there on the name. Oh. Uh, it kind of fits with what they're doing because they have ESPN Plus and they have Hulu Plus. So now they have Disney Plus. Oh. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I have been uh, toying with the idea of subscribing to ESPN plus, but I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot of uh, obscure boxing cards and it's like five bucks a month, but uh, they, they tend to spoil the results on their app before you can have a chance. If you don't watch it live, for example, like then they'll send you a notification like, Hey, this just ended. And so-and-so won. And you're like, I, I haven't even had a chance to, <laughs> sit down and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the reason why I deleted the uh, push notifications from WWE network. Cause it would be like, I'm at work and I'm like, I can't wait to go home and watch survivor series. And they're sending me notifications like so-and-so won at survivor series. Like I, now I don't have to watch it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> why do I pay $10 a month for this? But uh, in terms of uh, Cassie and uh, that's, it, it's exciting. I'm really excited to watch these star Wars TV shows between this and the Mandalorian. But God, do I hate prequels? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, I, we already know it's going to happen. Like, he, nothing is going to happen to him because he has to be in that alleyway at the beginning of Rogue One. So, yeah, it is tough when you take your main character and take any element of danger out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, they've got to either have an extremely interesting supporting cast, or this is going to get old real quick, or right. it could just maybe it's just going to be like the Marvel stuff's going to be, and it's going to be like eight episodes and then it's done. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm, I'm really interested in, like you, like you said, John, I really liked that character in the movie. But, and I, much like The Mandalorian, I'm excited to have non Jedi related things. It's such a big universe that not everybody has to be a Jedi. You don't have yeah. to always just happen to run into a Jedi. Right, not uh, everybody's related either, you know? Exactly. Like, it, that was the thing that killed me in Rebels was like, did you watch Rebels, John? I, I've watched half of it, and I really do like it a lot. I haven't finished it yet, but I didn't like Clone Wars, what I saw of it. Rebels, I, I tend to like the characters and stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's it gets better as it goes along, but it was just like they didn't need to have any more. I understand why, because it's Star Wars and you want to see lightsabers, but we didn't need to see Jedi in it. It could have right. just been, it could have just been people with guns. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for both these streaming service shows is that we don't have to shoehorn like, I don't know, some random background Jedi showing up that just happened to be the 347th Jedi that survived Order 66. (laughs) (laughs) The stupidest order in any movie of all time. It's like you've got these ancient wizard ninjas and their soft spot, the secret to killing them is having clone troopers shoot them in the back. It's so stupid. Well, they weren't prepared for it. Except for Yoda. Yoda did a bunch of 
backflips off of Chewbacca, cut a head off. But every uh, key Adim Mundi is just like, what's going on, guys? It's so <laughs> stupid. Oh, man. Poor Ki Adi Mundi. <laughs> Remember they were like pushing him hard and he was like the star of the Dark Horse Star Wars comic. Yeah. And yeah. Him and Plo Koon. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Mark, what about you? What are you thinking about Star Wars, the TV series featuring Cassian? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to throw my money at Disney right now to get the service. I want it. I want it right now all over my face. Once oh. you heard of the High School Musical <laughs> series, you were already all in. So. Oh, yeah. Freaking, uh, oh, what's that chick's name? The blonde chick. Uh, Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> yeah, Sharpay. <laughs> Give me more Sharpay, please. I want a Sharpay, Sharpay sequel. Um, I'd like to Sharp her pay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I um, I really like Diego Luna. I, I'm glad that he's coming back as this character. Um, I think it's really cool that there'll be a, a Mexican star in a Star Wars thing and more K2SO is cool too. So I, all of those ingredients I'm, I'm down for. Um, and plus we get to see, maybe he'll start, the show will start off with him being like, like, uh, like Luke, you know, like bright eyed and golly gee. And we get to see his like descent into the badass that he is in rogue one. I think that'd be you get pretty to see the first time you shoot someone in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm psyched for it. I'm ready for it. As soon as they announced the Disney app is, is ready to, to be purchased. They got my money. I'm all over it. All right, so uh, in the next little bit of news, they have announced that there's going to be a movie based on the Breaking Bad TV show. They're going to pick up at the end of that series with uh, Aaron Paul's character. Now, I watched season one of Breaking Bad, and that's about as far as I got. I watched a couple episodes of season two. Um, but this seems to be the thing where uh, AMC is going to be making, or actually any studio, is going to be making movies based on their TV shows. Apparently, there's a lot of Breaking Bad fans out there. Better Call Saul kind of emphasizes that. So I think it's kind of cool that they're going to make a, a Breaking Bad movie based on this TV show. And this gives me an excuse to go back and watch the other seasons. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, uh, Aaron Paul starring Breaking Bad movie, Joey? Oof, I'm scared. I'm very uh, scared of, about this. I love Breaking Bad. Yeah, I can't believe you never finished Breaking Bad, Mark. Yeah, it, the first season was in, was very enjoyable. The second season, it got a little dark. And for some reason, I fell off and I just wasn't able to get back onto it. Because that's probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I think it's one of the best TV shows of all time because yeah. it doesn't get bad. So for me to call a TV show the one of the best of all time, I have to be able to say, hey, John, watch Breaking Bad without then having to go. But skip the second half of season three and season four is kind of bad. And then season six sucks. And, you know, right. That's to me, the sign of a show that's amazing. That and The Shield are my two favorite TV shows of all time because of that. All I have to say to you is watch The Shield. I don't have to tell you to skip seasons. It's amazing from start to finish. Same with Breaking Bad. <laughs> it fucking rules. Uh, and Mark, it gets funnier sometimes and it gets a lot darker. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think if you got yourself in a habit of binging it, which got who the fuck has time for that. But if, if you got yourself in the habit of binging it, you'd probably bang it out in like two months tops. Like, cause you, you're just be like uh, next episode, next episode, <laughs> next episode. Uh, but and without ruining anything, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, Aaron Paul, I'm sure he's more than happy to have the work. So I, I guess need for speed is not going to be a franchise. <laughs> uh, I like that movie. <laughs> but uh, 
apparently it did like really well in China and they've been I know shocking. They've been stunt they've been threatening to make a sequel or something to it, but because it did really well overseas, but nothing has materialized. But I, I mean I'd watch it. I just I don't know. Is this gonna be a direct to TV movie like they're gonna be doing with The Walking Dead going forward, or is this like a theatrical film? Yeah, see, I understood it to be a theatrical film, but with the like you said with the walking dead most likely it's going to wind up being straight on amc right because they i mean they do good on sunday nights obviously they seem to always have a show on sunday nights that's like either the walking dead or fear the walking dead or um into the badlands but all the rest of the week it's kind of hit or miss like better call saul is good and that's on i think mondays but i don't think there's is there even anything on amc on tuesday wednesday thursday friday i don't know <laughs> so this could be their way to branch out into other nights but we'll see i i'd be interested to see what they do and if it's got everyone that originally worked on the series and they're going to come back and mm. they have a reason to come back besides uh a dump truck of money because that that could be awful if, if they you know the creator like sat up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and suddenly had this story <laughs> that had to be told then okay but if we're just going to go back and we're going to have a Phantom Menace situation, I'd rather them not do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, what, what about you, John? Were you a fan of uh, the Breaking Bad TV show? Huge fan. Oh, nice. Whenever I hear something like this, the first sound that comes into my head is John C. Riley in Step Brothers when he's yelling at Will Ferrell about the drum set. And he just yells out, don't touch it. <laughs> I, I think of that. I'm thinking, like, don't touch it. I... Uh, I actually was surprised because Better Call Saul is as good of a prequel series that you could have ever hoped for to connect to Breaking Bad. They So they got lightning in a bottle twice because Better Call Saul, I haven't seen this season yet, but first three seasons are fantastic. And there's a reason for it. There's a organic storytelling that's showing a character's arc from where he was at a certain point in his life to where you meet him in Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad also had probably the best series finale of any show I could think of. I just, again, Vince Gilligan's the creator and he's like, he does a lot of the writing. If he has a story that can continue at that level, then go for it. But in my head, when Breaking Bad ended five years ago, that story ended there. And it makes me nervous because there's always the chance of, like Joey said, you know, in 1983, the most I knew about Star Wars was the first three movies. And then, you know, 15 years later, <laughs> I get my lunch dumped in my lap with those bullshit prequels. <laughs> and it kind of tarnished how I felt about Star Wars. I don't want there to be a shitty ending to Breaking Bad when it already had a great ending. Mm, fair point. That is a very fair point. And that would, in my opinion, I would take it down a notch because I would have to then be then have to say, Mark, watch the series, but skip the movie. Right. I have to say, though, if Mark says season two was a little too dark for him, don't go <laughs> ahead because that fucker just gets darker and blacker and the hole gets deeper <laughs> no it, yeah, i wouldn't say it wasn't too dark i wouldn't say it wasn't it was too dark for me it was just season one was 
much more um, enjoyable, I guess you can say. It was much more like I could get behind it. I can I can ride along with this train. Season- it wasn't misery porn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Season two, it kind of, I mean, I was interested. I just, I had stopped for some reason and I just didn't get back on. There wasn't that fun, ridiculous element of it that draw, drew me back in. But I'm definitely going to finish it. Um, I have to finish it before uh, before the movie comes out. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's Breaking Bad. All right. So then in some Netflix news, Netflix announced that they're doing a slew of anime uh, TV shows coming out. They are pretty big with their anime library, but they're doing a few, including uh, anime based on Pacific Rim, uh, anime based on Altered Carbon, which is one of their uh, one of their other TV shows. Uh, and I think a Pacific Rim anime is perfect. Of course, why didn't anyone think it is years ago when the first movie came out? Uh, so I'm psyched for it. I think this is so cool, and I am ready for more of it. Uh, what do you think, John, about a Pacific Rim and Altered Carbon anime coming to Netflix? It's funny because we just recorded yesterday or yeah. two days ago, and we talked about this a little bit. And I had to shove it in John's face because John hates Pacific Rim he hates it, <laughs> and I love it. The first one, the second one was uh, uh, the first one from top to bottom. I think Joey. I don't know if it was on on your show or if I was talking to him, but he mentioned that he loves the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I love I love that movie. I hate anime. Like you could drop that that awesome drop with that guy saying the anime belongs in the trash right here. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? I don't know if I would bother watching it just because I don't like anime. And I don't even know if it was a regular cartoon, if I would bother. Because in all honesty, they did a like a kind of limited run of comic books based on Pacific Rim, and those sucked. Oh, they weren't damn. very good. Legendary, the company, the, the film company that made the movie has like a small comic imprint too. And it was just not very good. Uh, Altered Carbon, Carbon, I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch a show, so I can't really comment on that. But... For anime fans, especially since they're going to be losing so much content with the Disney stuff eventually, if they start focusing on that, it's a new like niche for Netflix. So I'm all for it in terms of, you know, if you like that stuff, check it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Now, Joey, I'm afraid to ask, actually, uh, how do you feel about a Pacific Rim anime show on Netflix? Anime? <laughs> Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> that dude's right. Um, uh, let's see here. Let, let's take it one by one. First of all, John, you're 100% correct that those Pacific Rim comics were bad. Yeah, not good. <laughs> but I don't know how much of that is the property and how much of that is legendary comics. Yeah. Because I think the uh, 70s Shogun Warrior comics from Marvel were fantastic. So. They were? Uh, well, they were when I was like five and I was reading them out of the quarter bin. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, for all the joking around, I've been binging my way through Castlevania, which is fucking fantastic. Isn't that anime? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I love Pacific Rim. I don't care what you guys say. Fuck you guys. <laughs> John loves it. I'm the one I that love doesn't it. like it. I love it. was a, a quick story. A couple years ago, when I saw cable, it was on HBO one night and I had already seen it like 15 times. My wife was out. So like eight o'clock it's on HBO. 
it ends, I'm flipping through the channels, and then HBO, like, West Coast plays everything two hours later, three hours later. Yeah, two hours It started late, yeah. again. I watched the whole thing again. <laughs> two times in a row in one night. So, yeah, I, I like that. The sequel was... Ugh. I love the sequel. I don't care what anyone says. I will die on that hill. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I didn't like it as much as the first movie. Um, As long as the anime is well done, I, I have no problem with anime, especially involving giant robots. So, I mean, that's how we... I don't know about you, John, but I know probably for me and Mark Ellis, that's how we came into watching anime was being a young kid and and there were all these giant robot cartoons that they took and brought over to America and oh, yeah. ma- maybe had like three people do 25 voices <laughs> in the cartoon. Yeah, Voltron, uh Robotech, Robotech yeah. um Battle of we, the Planets, all that stuff. Did you guys have Force 5 where you lived? It sounds familiar, but I can't I can't say for sure. It was out of Boston, uh some guy bought the rights to five different giant robot anime and like i said him and like two of his friends did every voice in the in each series and and dubbed them and they were syndicated so each day was a different show and uh i used to run home from school and watch that every single day so wow. i am a hundred percent down with mecha anime let's do this right now as long as we can keep out the like we don't have to like have it like in the sequel so we don't have to stop the entire anime to be like <laughs> hello hello china you are a wonderful and great nation who are saving the world with robots. Please go see our movie. Touche. I also never watched Altered Carbon. I watched the first episode and I couldn't get through it. I was like, yeah. And, and that was the end of that. I, I ain't got time. If you don't grab me with these, all these shows, it's like peak TV. If you don't grab me in the first like 20 minutes, half an hour, the pilot, I'm out. I ain't got time. I still got to watch Daredevil. I still got to finish Sabrina. I still have to finish Castlevania. I ain't got time for some show. It's boring. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm pretty psyched for for all of them actually. Uh, Pacific Rim. I I know it's going to be work done by the guy who wrote uh, Thor Ragnarok. So that kind of makes me excited. Um, Altered Carbon. I never watched the show. I know that this anime isn't. It takes place in that universe, but it's not connected to the TV show or not directly connected. Um, but the people that's working on that worked on Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, which are two animes that I absolutely love. So I'm totally down for that. Um, and then there was another one that isn't based on anything. It's called Yasuke. Um, and it's based on a historical African samurai. And uh, Lakeith Stanfield from um, Atlanta, from the TV show Atlanta and uh, Get Out, he's going to be the voice of it. Um, and it's going to be from one of the creators of uh, one of the writers that worked on a Boondocks cartoon. So that I'm um, instant, instantly anticipating that one too uh, so yeah when these all come out i'm definitely gonna at least check out the first couple episodes and see how i feel about those sweet <laughs> all right so then and then last bit of news uh they announced uh kingsman 3 is moving forward it will be coming out next uh november so like a year from now we will get kingsman 3 uh, but this one will be a little bit different from the other twos than in that it's going to be a prequel and Exy is not going to be in it because this one will be taking place. Uh, God, I thought it was going to be the 80s, but it's actually going to be like earlier than that. World um, War One. Yeah, World War One. Yeah. So, you know, I like I really like the first Kingsman movie. 
Um, I somewhat enjoyed the second one. I didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed most of it. But the main key to those, for me liking those movies was the Eggsy character. I really liked that actor. I th- thought he did a really good job. So him not being in part three, it does kind of dwindle my excitement for the next Kingsman movie. I'm glad Matthew Vaughn's coming back, but without Eggsy, I'm not really sure if, I, if I'm in a hurry to see this. Uh, so what do you think about Kingsman 3 coming back without Eggsy? Uh, let's start with uh, John. I really like the first one. I've never seen the second one. Uh, I actually bought it on Blu-ray, like $10 at Best Buy one day, and it's on my shelf, and every time I look at it, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I, eventually, I'll get around to it. Um, I don't know. I, I Again, I really dug the first one. I think they, it was a different type of movie. They had a lot of cool elements in it, and you know, a prequel without him, he, did, he personally didn't make it for me, Yeah. Um, so the idea behind what the Kingsman is, you could do it throughout time, you know, and um, world war one is a time period that a lot of movies don't touch. So it, it, it could be interesting. Um, I, yeah, the actor was fine. It's just, he doesn't draw. Like I, I see the previews for that shitty Robin hood movie. He's going to be out. <laughs> and I just have no interest. And I liked him as Eggsy, but that movie looks like hot garbage. So, yeah. All right, all right. What about you, Joey? How do you feel about uh, Kingsman Three with no Exy? Oh boy. Um. Well, there's a couple levels to this. One, I, I don't understand why this is a big news story. Like they announced it's going to be a prequel and it's going to take place like 50 years before the character was born. So clearly, he's not going to be in the movie. But like this was like blowing up all over the Internet. So like, OK, um, like it was a big thing, like they like fired him or something. That was the way it was framed before you clicked on it, which was very strange. Um, I loved the first one. I think the first one is fucking fantastic. Uh, you should probably watch the second one at some point, John. Um, oh, I'm it's, going to. It's, it's good. Just, it's just not great. Everybody I know says that. And every time, like you said, time is precious. And every time yes. I go to grab it. That hits me, eh, good, not great. And I'm like, I can watch something great. <laughs> and then I go watch something, you know, hopefully that's great. Yes. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But it's definitely worth watching at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go see this. Obviously, based on the uh, the franchise, I liked, obviously, the first two movies. We'll see. I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm excited about it. I'll put it that way. I, if it, it, when it comes out, I'll go, okay, now we're going to go see this. But I'm not sitting here. It's not like... Avengers four. I'm not like trolling all over Twitter desperately looking for any kernel of information I can find on this movie and like frothing at the mouth in anticipation of like a 30 second teaser or something like that. Okay. If it comes out great, if it never comes out, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a big fan of Matthew Vaughn. So I'm, I'm glad that he's making this, that he's actually going to be directing this and it's actually going to come out. Yeah, the reason it's it, it was kind of a news story is because this kid was the face of the franchise. So the fact that they're already going to do a, a prequel without him, it's, I don't know, it, it, it's unusual for a Hollywood movie to do that. Well, he's busy now. He's Robin Hood. Yeah, and, and Elton John. Right. I was about to say that. And Elton John. So, yeah. Is, is that is he in that movie? Is that what he, that yeah. is? Yeah. He's Elton John. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't care about Elton John, so I won't be going to see it, but. Uh, and then one other bit of news, this isn't really like big news, but it's just something I, I was psyched about. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong is coming out and they cast Jessica Henwick in a movie. I don't care what part she's playing. I really don't give a Godzilla. shit about the story. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that she's in the movie and right there they got my money. So, uh, 
Yeah, Jessica Henwick. She's so dope. I love her. She should be one of the little uh, like tiny women that su- like that summon Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> John, how do you feel about Jessica Henwick? Uh, she's the one that played Kali Wing. Uh, yes. Kali Wing. Yeah. Yep. And she was in Force Awakens. Um, yeah. yeah, I I didn't watch Iron Fist. I watched the first episode and ran. <laughs> so I can't. I don't have the same uh, spectrum of knowledge. But she's hot, so that's fine. That's all that matters. She, she was a at Terrificon two years ago, not this year, last year. She was at Terrificon, and uh, I saw her up close, and she looked very good up close. So I do remember that. I remember one of my friends got her autograph and took a picture with her. But otherwise, in terms of like acting skills or anything like that, I don't know. Because Iron Fist was just the first episode was enough to make me want to pull my eyeballs out. <laughs> I actually finished the first season. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, So, yeah, so that's it. That's it for the news. Unless uh, there's something else you want to bring up. Um, I think that's that covers all the news that's fit to print, Mark. All right, cool. So now we're going to jump into a review of the newest movie from executive producer J.J. Abrams, Overlord. Uh, yeah, we all had a chance to go see it. We're going to give a little bit of non-spoiler impression, then we'll jump into just talking about it and spoiling everything in the movie. Uh, we'll start with our guest, John. What did you think of Overlord? Okay, so uh, I went this morning and uh, checked it out. I had seen the trailers a few times before other movies. I saw it, I think, right before Halloween. And I thought, this looks cool, but it would never like probably get me out to the movies. I'll wait till it's on video or whatever. So thank you for inviting me on to review it because (laughs) you say welcome to the world of so wizard podcast where you force you to see movies. You're only tangently interested. (laughs) We, we do that on our show to an extent, but this one, I, again, I, I think it would have avoided it. And I thank you because I loved it. I personally, it might've been one of, I don't go to the movies a lot, was one of the best movies I've seen in theaters this year myself. Whew. High praise. From I love it. What about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, that seems to be the general consensus from a lot of people that I've, I've heard that uh, they really, really dig this movie. I did not. Um, <gasps> three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm like, why am I watching this? I could oh, no. be doing so many other things than watching this movie. But that's just me. And I'm not going to say it's 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 not bad. It's not all bad. It's just there's a certain type of uh, mentality that you got to have watching movies like this. And I just I think I lost mine about five years ago. Oh, wow. OK. Um, I really liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to put it. I didn't love I'm not in, I'm not there with John. I'm not in love with the movie, but I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked it. It reminded if if I had just stumbled upon this on HBO or Redbox, like I would probably be in love with the movie. But oh, and we'll go into this in spoilers in a few minutes. But because <laughs> I have a couple problems, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was definitely. I'm glad I saw it. Cool. I don't think there's any way we could talk about this without spoiling the shit out of it. So Mark, <laughs> drop it and let's go. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right. Take us through this, Mark. What is going on? Why do you not like this movie? All right. So from the jump, watching the trailers of it, you kind of you know what the movie's supposed to be about. You know, <laughs> you know 
why your your butt is planted in that seat. You want to see a war movie with some creatures. That's what they advertise in the trailer. That's what the movie is supposed to be, which is fine. That's great. The movie starts off amazing. The opening sequence is awesome. And then the characters are just the most basic World War II characters, like stock footage characters I've ever seen in a war movie. And then it's like, all right, so I know what this movie's about. It's about, the, you know, to get to the monsters. So let's get to the monsters. And they treat it like it's a surprise, like it's a mystery that they're unraveling. And we, we know what the movie's about. We've seen the trailers. So, <laughs> th- let's, so let's get to it. Let's show me some monsters. And by the time they get to the monsters, I'm like, oh, well, all right. All right. It's, it's a movie that wants to be a B movie. And it succeeds in a way, but it doesn't go crazy. It should be more like um, like Planet Terror. It should be like that type of B-movie. And instead, it's like more a more respectable B-movie that's not cool at all. But those are just my opinions. I 100% agree with you. Whoa. <laughs> the, to me, that was the one thing that kept it from being really um, like something I loved as opposed to something I really liked was just exactly what you said. If I hadn't seen the trailers that flat out like tell you, okay, there's monsters and zombies, then I wouldn't be waiting for that. I wouldn't be waiting for them to get to the fireworks factory for like three-fourths of the movie. Like, I wish they had just teased something's off or something's wrong. Like they did in the movie. You know, like they get to this little town. Something's off. You keep seeing like little snippets of dialogue or scenes that like something's not right and it builds up to what eventually happens which was great Uh, but we already knew everything that was going to happen because of the fucking trailer (laughs) john you loved the movie so does does that not bother you at all that's the way these movies go yeah the trailer is going to tell you in the end like if they made this out to be a straight world war ii movie in the trailers they would be cutting their audience in half so they have to show that there's a horror element or a creature element um based on that i get what you guys are saying but what i liked about this movie so much was that it's a really good world war ii movie Mm -hmm. with uh with these characters and you're you're right markellis i like the characters but you got like the you got the italian guy who's like (laughs) hey tough guy and you know you you've got you know the corporal who's like a silent tough guy folded in from another company. Mm-hmm. You, you got all that. And I get that. But I felt like, I felt like this was a really good war movie about a bunch of guys on a mission. And then there just so happened to be a creature element to it. And I, I don't know if, if, if you really got into this too, too much. It's not overbearing. It's not, and that might be a problem for it for you where you're expecting like all these zombies and all this shit happening. And to me, I like the fact that it was more subdued because mm. they kind of proved that there was no way these guys would get away alive if they had to fight off like 15 or 20 of these things. It was not scary. So like the horror aspect of it wasn't there. No jump scares, none of that stuff. But it reminded me of, you know, something I don't want to compare it to anything in particular i feel like this movie is gonna be out of the theaters next week <laughs> and then in six months when it comes out in dvd and blu-ray in a year it's gonna be like the thing was or a lot of these movies that catch on at that point i think it's gonna have a big fan base and i think but again 
it's going to crap out in theaters. But I just, I really dug it. Um, I really liked Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's kid. He's He was the lead or the, the corporal. And um, I liked the supporting cast. Yeah, they were playing like 1940s archetypes, but there's a reason for that because that's what a lot of people were like. And uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who was only in a little bit of it, uh, should be in just about everything because I like that guy a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was awesome in the beginning yeah. of it. I, re- I really liked him. I really liked him. And I didn't know that, that that Wyatt Russell was Kurt Russell's kid. I mean, obviously, yeah. like now that I know it and I look look at him now, I'm like, oh, yeah, how did I how did I miss that? But uh, he looks he looks less like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn had a kid and he looks more like Kurt Russell and Owen Wilson had a kid. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. But I dug it. And I, I do get what you're saying because I've been seeing a lot of uh, reviews and I think a lot of people dug it like I did. And a lot of people were on the fence in terms of it was pretty good. I haven't heard a lot of people say it was terrible or I didn't dig it at all. But that's what it is. That's that's what's great about movies, man, is we all have different opinions. And But I, I this is one, when it comes out in Blu-ray, I'm buying it right away. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. If I had watched this on Netflix, if this had been like a Netflix original, this would be, I would grade it way higher because it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's it's trying to achieve anything massive. You know what I mean? It's it's right. it's very subdued, just like you said. And that's great if that's what you're into. But when they show like the villain and half of his face is missing, like at the end, um, when it's like, okay, guys, we're we're really going to show like uh how crazy the situation is, but the events and the action doesn't equal that craziness that's when that's when it takes me out of it like there's scenes in it like the scene where um the scene at the end where where kurt russell's kid like injects himself with the magic serum with the the super soldier serum and he's ready to fight the bad guy and you're like all right cool so this should be a cool fight and it's okay you know it's an okay fight and then when the other guy like uh the other guy like throws the canister of flammable liquid at the bad guy so that, you know, Kurt Russell's character can shoot it and explodes. Like that's supposed to be like a, in, in any other movie that would be like a, it'd be quick cuts and it would happen and it would be cool. It would make you want to jump out of your seat and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, blow up the bad guy. But it's so telegraphed. It's it, and even a jump scares, the few jump scares that they put in there. So telegraphed. You can see it coming a mile away. There was nothing quote unquote cool about this movie. If the oh, characters, wait a minute. If the, there was something cool about I mean, this movie. I mean, there was nothing that made, I mean, the, there's nothing like cool and fun about the third act of the story. Oh, okay. Okay. There's nothing cool say, about because this. Because the first like five to eight minutes where they're in the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> were fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought if the movie had been able to keep that, I was like, this is a whole nother level of something. I have no idea what I walked into here, but this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing the uh, the makeup effects, the special effects in it, all the practical effects are top notch. Um, the scene at the end where he's running after he blows the building up and he's running out of the tunnel, it's mm-hmm. all one long shot. Yep. I thought that was great too. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. But the, again, that would be, it would be even cooler if I actually cared about the character. You know what I mean? Like if I actually felt something about him making that daring escape. Um, right. But it was just a cool cool directing shot just like the beginning of it it's a cool you know visually it's a cool shot and you care about the characters somewhat when you're introduced to them but god by the time they like 
meet the girl and there's the kid who loves baseball and then the Nazis show up and it's like, God, I've seen this done in other movies way better and I'm waiting to like really get behind these characters and I just never did. I just never did. I'm never getting invited on this show again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. John, John from Patty Comics really liked Overlord. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> now, do every- hey, well, I will say, anybody out there um, listening to this show, you're not going to catch it in the movies because it's going to come out in like four or five days. It's only got a day <laughs> left probably by the time you hear this. Uh, so in like four months, when it's out for Christmas on DVD or Blu-ray, <laughs> You go to that red box or you you just buy it and uh, you take it from me. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, John, a lot of the people that I've talked to and a lot of the uh, even some of the critics that I really respect, they all love this movie. They all love it. Joey's the first person I've heard that kind of felt like I felt. I was honestly coming on here after I especially after I saw it. And I'm like, it's You know, these guys are going to date this man. And I'm like, it's going to be like just an easy talk because we're all going to agree on everything. And then Mark started and I heard Joey kind of laughing and I'm like, Oh, he disagrees with him. And then he's like, no, <laughs> I'm like, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's not like it was like Batman V Superman. It was just, it's just not perfect. <laughs> I agree I, with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I did love it. There was so much about it. I really, I really liked, am I going to put it in my, in my top, 100 movies of all time no but it filled a gap of a certain type of movie that we just don't get a lot anymore you know and uh the creature feature kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then you know and then you you combine it with a it, it was almost i'm not comparing it to like predator but it felt like that kind of thing you know these guys on a mission the first 40 minutes of the movie is the mission which is like what predator is the first half hour is all about them fighting those whatever it was gorillas and then you know shit kind of goes so sideways i dug it mm-hmm. that's a that's a really good comparison dude that's really good it is set up like predator like a, a world war ii predator type of movie yeah but the thing predator, is it does, i put it, this out there one of the greatest movies ever made i'm not comparing it but <laughs> i felt i felt that as i was watching it i was like they kind of set this up a little bit like that mm-hmm. yep but it doesn't have like that that fun factor to it at least for me anyway like i had had a kid with a baseball yeah i didn't like that i i I (laughs) thought it was cute i thought it was cute but i didn't like the fact like the 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 photographer kid you know they send him up to untie the nazi you know that they have tied up that they've been beaten up and you know the nazi the kid winds up dying the nazi winds up killing the photographer kid um what's his name from uh shield Oh uh, yeah, Fitz. Fitz, yeah. Fitz. So so Fitz gets shot up. So then the hero of the movie has like this vial of Nazi super soldier juice and he decides he's going to inject Fitz with it to wake him up. And I'm like, "What the fuck did you think was going to happen when you turned your friend into a zombie?" So he comes the Fitz wakes back up and starts freaking out. Then they have to kill him again. What was the point? Why would you do that? <laughs> I thought he was good in the movie. I was sad that he got killed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually thought all of the actors were really, really good. I even I really liked the uh, the uh, typical Italian guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I loved him. I thought he was great. I liked the girl that was in it. I thought she did a really, really good job. I liked the villain, uh, the main Nazi guy. I thought he did a really good job. All of the performances were good. It's just the story was. It should have been. It should have been better. I w- I would hope that it would have been better, and it it was just kind of average, just barely average. But that's just me. 
Understood. I just wish it had been advertised a little different so they didn't give away the twist. And I, I actually would have liked a little bit more creepiness mm-hmm. once we got into town, kind of building up what the hell was going on up there. But I think it did a good job. I, I Like I said, I liked it a lot. The uh, What did you guys think of the uh, special effects in the movie, John? I thought they were great. I, it seemed to me to be mostly practical. Like, even... The scene where the photographer character comes back to life and starts to do all that crazy shit, and he bends his neck backwards, his collarbone sticking out, and his neck looks like a fucking dinosaur tail or something. I thought that looked practical to me, whereas opposed to way too many movies nowadays, I would feel like I was looking at like the the rock at the end of the mummy two where he's that <laughs> oh, shitty God. scorpion king, you know, <laughs> and when the, at the end when the the main Nazi when he had his face half ripped open, I was actually looking at the screen and it looked, you know, even if it was CGI enhanced, it didn't have that fakeness that mm-hmm. we see so much to it. Um, I thought the effects were great. I'm trying to think. There was one in particular, just. Like all the little stuff inside the lab, like the zombie head that was talking. Yep. That one guy that gets out of the cage and chases the girl, and he's doing that crazy run. He looks like Sloth from the Goonies, had a baby <laughs> with Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I dug it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the special effects were, I thought all of the effects were really cool. Were really, really cool. Now, do you, <laughs> you guys want to see a sequel to this or, uh, or no, Mark? <laughs> Um, hell no. The ending of this movie, like, all right, the hero gets his, uh, you know, he gets like his pat on the shoulder from the commander, like, oh, you did a great job. Did you see anything strange in that Nazi camp? And the kid's like, no, no, I didn't. And I'm like, ooh, okay, what's, what's going to happen at the end? What's going to be like, what's going to be the little nugget of, uh, of teasing that they give us at the end of it? And there's nothing. He meets up with the guys and he's like, all right, we did it. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that what the ending is that so no i don't want a sequel to this at all john do you think there's going to be like 15 direct-to-video sequels to this <laughs> i was gonna say i don't want a sequel to it but sci-fi saturday night is gonna be like overlord for overlord <laughs> and it's gonna be a bunch of bullshit it, it definitely seems like that because we have a moderately like successful horror movie like they're gonna make all sorts of direct-to-video sequels. Right. To this. this is like the Red Box, part of the new Red Box cinematic universe. I could see Nicolas Cage in part two already. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what did you think of the uh, all the? Trying to think of what word you would use the the credits and stuff like being styled like old movies. Mark that I absolutely loved. Like right from the jump when he started off with those old school credits, I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. I love it. Uh, I thought that was awesome. What about you, John? Did you did you like that, or was yes. that something you were you were like that too? First right, thing, I- first thing I noticed. I mean, watching the movie, you got the planes, and then they do that kind of like large credit of Overlord, and it kind of comes together. And then I only stayed for you know the movie ended. I got up to leave, but as I was leaving, I saw the credits look like um, propaganda kind of posters and stuff. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and the fact that they used the Nas song over it, which, you know. Yeah, that was cool, too. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a throwback to old old Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> was there an after credit scene, Mark? 
No, there wasn't. And I swear, after that really shitty ending, I'm like, there's got to be something else after this. There's got to be. There was nothing. There was one. You didn't see it? No. At the very, very end, it's that head lady. And she's just going, hello? Hello? Uh, I'm kind of (laughs) hungry. Man, even, uh, I don't even know how you say it. It's uh, suspicious. Surprise, Supria, Suspiria, Suspiria. Even that had an after credits scene, but this doesn't get one. Come on, I was expecting there to be uh, like the guy with half a face crawl out of the rubble or some something. Yeah, right. Anything, anything. Can we agree, just amongst us, and maybe make it spread that unless it's a Marvel movie. Let's stop with the after credits bullshit. <laughs> like I saw Halloween and I, you know, I didn't care for it, but then I, you know, I left and then I heard people saying that if you stay till the end, you can hear him breathing. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like who cares? We already knew he survived. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's we just, didn't see a body. Uh, I, I get it. You, you want people. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Stop the after credits stuff. Marvel should have, a copyright on that so that there's never a point in your life. You have to look on the internet or ask friends or feel bad that you got home. And then you find out, well, if you stayed till the end, <laughs> you would have realized this stop, put it in the movie. Yeah. But how are we going to know that Woody Harrelson is going to come back in venom Two electric boogaloo with a really bad wig on. <laughs> I, you know how, you know, you just don't go see venom. That's what I did. <laughs> It's the whole Michael Myers thing is so funny because it, it just reminds me of a million years ago. And Mark, you probably won't know the name, but John probably will. Is uh, Mark Grunwald that used to work for Marvel? Yeah, um, he unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But he was like Mark. He was like their guy, and he was a writer. He wrote Captain America for probably like twelve years. But he was also the guy they kind of went to to be like, okay, why does this and this and this happen? And he could literally just sit there in like an encyclopedia and explain like Marvel continuity. Okay. And his when people would complain about characters coming back to life, he would always say, unless in a in panel in the comic while the hero is standing there, uh, you see a dead body, and then a fully registered physician shows up and and examines it and says they're dead. <laughs> Unless that happens in the comic, they're not dead. <laughs> yeah, in the comic book, if it's not Uncle Ben, nobody is dead. And even Uncle Ben has come back. So. Yes. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of expecting, like, a zombie to, like, come out of the ground or, or something. Even in, like, I, I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> some sort of future conflict or something or modern day, like one would have popped up and then overlord Two is Boyce's grandson having to fight zombies or something. I don't know, but I was expecting more uh, from there. So anything else uh, you want to say about this movie, Mark Ellis? I was not a fan of the story, but I really did like the directing and it does make me excited for flash Gordon because uh, the same director. So I am excited to see what he can do. With uh, a little bit more money and some uh, science fiction elements. All right. How about you, John? Uh, no, I just recommend it. Check it out. And um, yeah, Flash Gordon. Uh, oh, I'm still thinking about the 1980 Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good soundtrack, but that's about it. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. 
check check Overlord out again. It's I think it's on Blu-ray right now. So <laughs> <laughs> they handed you a copy as you left the theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of excited for Flash Gordon after this too, Mark. I gotta say, I liked the way it looked and God, that it's almost worth going to see the movie just for that, that opening sequence when they're jumping out of the, out of the plane. Yep. It was so fucking fantastic that, uh, I, I want to see what he can do. I want to see what he can do. So what do you give it out of five, Mark? Uh, you know, what's funny is I wrote a review of this, or at least I started the review like the <laughs> night after and I got about like 75% of it done. But I didn't hit save, and I got up and went to the bathroom. When I came back, it was all gone. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll finish that. I'll go back and finish that review. Um, but I would give it a, out of five, I'll give it a 2.5. Ooh, wow, okay. How about you, John? Uh, and this is in uh, five scale? Like yeah, out, five? out of five. Yep. You can, if it's so bad you want, you can go into negative numbers. Cause... Okay, no. Uh, three, five. 3.5. No. Oh. Okay, and that's exactly where I landed too. Was a three point five. I like I said, I this really felt to me like a movie I would have rented or stumbled upon somehow, like a million years ago. Yep. And you guys will both understand what I'm talking about, and maybe some of the listeners will. Um, you could there there really wasn't a lot of streaming online, and even torrenting wasn't big at the time. So like you would hear about niche movies or foreign movies and the only way to get them would be to blind buy dvds at a bootleg table at a con right and this totally reminds me of a movie that you would buy that way yeah <laughs> and watch it and be like this rules <laughs> but like as part of a regular movie going experience it's not up there but if you know if this is a movie you somehow stumbled upon with very zero expectations you would probably love it so. yep exactly all right, that wraps up Overlord. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. We'll start with our guest, John. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? What should the So Wizard fans be all about from your lips to their ears? All right. Daredevil Season 3, which I know you guys have talked about, but I finished that uh, a couple weeks ago. That was awesome. I'm trying to think of anything I'm reading in particular right now. Uh, the first issue of Grant Morrison's The Green Lantern was interesting. Uh, it's a 12-issue series DC's doing. If you know anything about Grant Morrison, he could either be one of the best writers out there or one of the worst. And the first issue is pretty cool. It's drawn by a guy named uh, Liam Sharp, who's got a very distinctive style. Uh, check that out. There's a comic book company out there called... Comics Ahoy, or it's Ahoy Comics, I, I believe. And um, there's a book called Captain Ginger by Stuart Moore, who is a longtime editor of Marvel and Dark Horse and other things. Um, and it's about uh, cats in space on a spaceship. Uh, <laughs> it's, yes, sounds goofy. It's after the Earth has kind of gone bare and all the people are gone. A certain section of cats have become human-like and escaped on a ship and it's a four issue miniseries first issue came out about a month ago and it's a really good read and other than that i recommend i think it's on hbo tonight overlord <laughs> <laughs> all right why don't you uh tell the listeners where they can find more of you and pint o apostrophe comics that's right www.pintacomics.com uh, 
uh, is our website where you can find reviews and little articles we do, um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast, we put that out weekly, uh, usually on a Tuesday or Wednesday, anywhere you get pods, iTunes or Apple, whatever the fuck they call it now, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. And we also are on Twitter, at Pine of Comics. Instagram is pint underscore O underscore comics. And we have a radio show every week on Sundays at 6.30 p.m. If you go to WESUFM.org, you can either listen to it live or you can hear the episode for up to two weeks streaming. So and that the podcast is usually us. Uh, maybe a friend or two, and we just discuss stuff, news, all that stuff. The radio show, we usually have people on. We've had, again, Stuart Moore, who uh, did Captain Ginger, Ron Garney, a uh, great artist from Marvel and from other things, who actually has a Conan book coming out through Marvel. And uh, we, we've had some cool people on there. So check that out, Pine of Comics. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. It's Thank great you guys to, for inviting uh, me. On. Seriously. And, uh, we I listen to your show every week, so you know that's well, the best, you. best endorsement I can give you. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend everyone check out the latest episode of Fans on Patrol. Uh, <laughs> I got to guest spot on there. Me and Montego, they're doing a, a special thing this month where they're talking about bad guys. Uh, so all of the topics are related to bad guys. And the episode that I got to be on, we talked about one of my favorite movies of all time, Leon the Professional. Uh, so we break that down, and me and Montego have our rematch, where we uh, we battle each other in uh, in trivia. And uh, I'm not gonna say who won, but uh, it was a, it was a tough fight. Me and Montego usually go head to head, pretty pretty tough. So uh, yeah, check that out. Fans on Patrol episode two fourteen. Leon the professional. Awesome, love fans on patrol. I haven't gotten to the trivia part yet of the show. I listened to the first half so far today, so I'm glad you didn't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I will recommend everyone goes and checks out SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere else you find podcasts under the sun. And we'll be there every week. Uh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. For a small monetary fee each month, you can get extra episodes of the podcast as well as interaction with us on social media. And it helps support the show and gets us to cons and equipment and cool stuff like that. So check out patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. I will recommend a movie a little similar to Overlord, but one that I think is a lot better. Um, and one that I discovered through buying a random DVD suggested to me by someone third hand from someone else a million years ago. And that would be the movie Dog Soldiers <laughs> by Neil Marshall. I love it. I love this movie, and it is about uh, British uh, SAS forces on a training mission in the woods, and they're deep in the woods, cut off, and they run into dog werewolves. soldiers. Oh. No, they run into <laughs> werewolves, and they have to try to survive and fight their way out of the woods uh, with all these werewolves everywhere. It's I know that movie. sounds. I know that sounds stupid. It's a really fucking awesome movie, <laughs> and it has some absolutely fantastic practical effects. 
And after I saw that, I'm like, oh, who is this guy, Neil Marshall, that is directing this? And I immediately just started following whenever he makes a movie going forward. And he made that. He made The Descent. He made, uh, shit, what was the one uh, where the, oh, Doomsday. And he's, what? You don't like that movie? Dog Soldiers is awesome. The Descent is one of the best horror movies of a long time. Doomsday. It's got Rona, uh, what's her name? Yeah, Rona, Rona Mitra. Mitra, yeah. Like at her hottest. Other than that, oof. Ugh. All right, I take back everything nice I said about my <laughs> comics over the course of this hour. I love that movie. But yeah, he's one of my favorite directors. Uh, he's done some great episodes of Game of Thrones, too. And that's his first movie. And it's kind of along the same lines as Overlord. So if you liked Overlord, check that one out. Uh, next week, I'm not going to commit to anything that we're doing next week other than we will be here for you because I'm not really sure how this is going to work. But uh, this has been episode number 223 of the Soul Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. I'm going to start to petition right now Wyatt Russell for Flash Gordon. Wak- oh, wow. Wakanda forever. And our special guest with Aubrey away on assignment, John from Pina Comics. Doomsday. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week for episode 224. Thanks for listening. Good journey. <laughs>